0: Hello and welcome to The Bite, Hope Brooklyn's weekly podcast for bite-sized spiritual thoughts to inspire you as you center your life around God's great story. Thanks so much for listening. Our passage today comes from Matthew 12, 15 to 21. Aware of this, Jesus withdrew from that place. A large crowd followed him, and he healed all who were ill. He warned them not to tell others about him. This was to fulfill what was spoken throughout the prophet Isaiah. Here is my servant whom I have chosen, the one I love and whom I delight. I will put my spirit on him, and he will proclaim justice to the nations. He will not quarrel or cry out, no one will hear his voice in the streets. A bruised reed will not break, and a smoldering wick he will not snuff out till he has brought justice through to victory. In his name the nations will put their hope. The first thing we notice in this passage is a commentary about Jesus becoming aware of this. Jesus has become knowingly aware that the religious leaders in his time were conspiring to oust him as a false prophet, constantly challenging his identity as the Son of God, and plotting to kill him. The religious leaders were threatened by Jesus' teachings and the operations of his ministry. The faith that Jesus was teaching and presenting to the people were contradictory to what these Pharisees and other religious leaders were enforcing upon the people. Jesus would be inviting individuals that were considered highly immoral and defiled. He created space for restoration, healing, and validation for those that the religious leaders were gatekeeping. Jesus was not attempting to break any of the religious laws taught and presented in the Old Testament. His goal wasn't to be edgy or rebellious for popularity. Instead, he was trying to reveal the essence of grace, love, and mercy behind each teaching and law. He wanted people to recognize the higher love and spirit that would bring the teachings of the faith into fulfillment. For this reason, on the Sabbath day, Jesus would withdraw Himself from the place in which He just performed the miracle. Throughout the life of Jesus and His ministry, it is noted that He would retreat from the crowds to find moments of rest and personal times to preserve His intimacy with God, His Father. However, in this instance, He isn't retreating for purposes of spiritual and emotional renewal but to avoid a confrontation that would incite unnecessary tension and arguments. It is important to see how Jesus manages these confrontations. Despite his efforts to retreat from the crowds, people continued to follow him, and Jesus carried out his ministry of healing. He will tell the recipients of his miracles, not to tell anyone about what has happened. Initially, it could appear that Jesus was trying to avoid conflict because he felt uncomfortable or was even afraid of how these religious leaders would react to his ministry. However, Matthew mentions that the secrecy was necessary to fulfill a word of prophecy that is found in the book of Isaiah, which is found in the Old Testament. Isaiah is a book that is rich in its prophetic message to the people of Israel, that a Messiah will come to judge, redeem, and restore all the injustices and wickedness of the world. When we see the prophecy from Isaiah, we originally see the mission of Jesus it is to proclaim justice to the nations. When we see the word justice, we have a lot of personal biases on what that word justice can mean. Many of us would easily correlate justice with revenge. At times when someone has committed a deep personal offense towards me, my prayers can get hostile and aggressive. I begin to brainstorm actions that would be an appropriate response so the other individual can experience my hurt, shame, and burden. However. Lately, Jesus has been revealing to me that his form of justice isn't always vindication in our terminology, but it means redemption by his methodology. Therefore, when we begin to illustrate Jesus proclaiming justice to the nations, it isn't the punishment or retribution of one act of wickedness. It is the abolishment of evil as a whole. It isn't only about Jesus reclaiming one moment of hatred and racism but it's about uprooting the very evil that lies beneath the darkness of hate. It isn't only about setting one captive free, but delivering people free from their idols of power and dominance. It isn't about having a good church community, but about directing people to the great kingdom of God. It isn't only about having morally good people, but it's about the message of grace, forgiveness, and redemption brought by Jesus to be the narrative that shapes our lives. Secondly. We see why Jesus doesn't approach his accusers with public encounters. The prophecy said that Jesus would not quarrel or cry out, and that no one would hear his voice in the streets. The proclamation of justice and the mission of Jesus was not meant to be carried out by inciting unnecessary tension and publicity. Although Jesus was not one to back down from moments of unavoidable confrontation, his intention was never to incite riots and hostile gatherings. The prophecy of the Messiah was a picture of a meek and humble champion. It is ironic that the one who is to proclaim justice and freedom could be someone who was constantly ignored, dismissed, and silent. His meekness did not mean that he was futile or weak. It was even a greater representation that he could restore all the broken things and abolish the evils of this world by the power and demonstration of what he would accomplish on the cross as a champion that was slain and wounded. Lastly, in all likeliness, the prophecy shows who this message will be for. It will be for the bruised reeds and the smoldering wicks. Reeds were commonly used for daily purposes. However, reeds were fragile and easily discarded, and a smoldering wick would not be helpful in lighting a dark room. In fact, it would cause unnecessary smoke to fill up the place. However, the message of the Messiah are for those people who may seem useless, burdensome, rejected, and ignored. The message of justice and victory will be for those without any hope. The quiet but bold message of Jesus' ministry will be for the sick, the lame, the outcasted, the lonely, the despaired, the oppressed, the despised, and broken. For those people, this will be a resounding light of hope. Jesus will become the champion for those who do not, cannot, and will not have a voice. Jesus did not need to entertain himself with needless encounters and constant battling with the religious leaders because the cross is where he would make his statement. The very cross that the religious and political leaders plotted to place him on would be the va- final battle cry of victory for those who are lost and broken. Jesus did not need to affirm his identity and mission because as it is spoken in Isaiah, it has been affirmed to him by his Father in heaven who says, Here is my servant whom I have chosen, the one I love and whom I delight. I will put my spirit on him. My hope today is that we will be able to gather our hope and strength from Jesus and the work that He has accomplished on the cross. We can place our hope in Him because on the cross, He bore all of our failures, guilt, and shame, giving us a chance for redemption by simply seeking Him. If we are feeling rejected, displaced, and oppressed, we can hold on to the truth that there is a champion that is interceding for us. Let's continually ask God to be the anchor and hope we hold on to. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, may we not carry the burden of justice upon our own shoulders, but may we look to you as our hope, the one who is a true deliverer of our oppressed hearts and the evil that is truly seen in this world. May we not lose heart because we see the glory of the kingdom that can come and the kingdom that will be ours. Father, let us live each day by seeking you, and looking at you as the model for salvation. We love you, and we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of The Bite. To find out more about the mission and ministry of Hope Brooklyn, and to subscribe to our other podcasts and lots more, visit us online at www.hopebrooklyn.org.